Greetings and welcome to Illum Radio, a different kind of oldies program. I'm your oldie host, John Lovering. It occurred to me that we have not dropped into Duffy's Tavern for quite a while. So on this track, we're going to correct that behavior. Have you ever been to Duffy's Tavern? It's located on 3rd Avenue and 23rd Street in New York City. Probably difficult to find because I don't believe that address uh, exists. But anyway, it did in the it did in the radio series. It's a great place to meet some real down-to-earth folks. Take the bartender, for example. His name is Archie. Many times when you go into the tavern, he'll be on the phone talking to the owner of the establishment, a Mr. Duffy, hence Duffy's Tavern. Now, Archie is a really interesting character. His use and abuse of the English language is the thing that most visitors enjoy, while that and a cold beer and some often stale peanuts. Uh, One hint, Archie destroys the English language with malaprops with almost every sentence that comes out of his mouth. So be sure to listen for it, because it comes at you fast and furious. I mean, if you ever go to Duffy's Tavern, Archie is the big hit. You know, rather than just tell you about Archie and Duffy's Tavern, I'm going to take you back there in just a couple of minutes, and I hope you will come along. Some of the other patrons of the tavern are quite interesting and entertaining to listen to as well. Let's see, there's Miss Duffy, Mr. Duffy's daughter, who is, well, to put it politely, as possible in the era of 1940-52, to slightly feather-brained. Then there is Clifton Finnegan, what I would call a classic barstool jockey. Uh, Once in a while, the neighborhood police officer Clancy would drop in to make sure law and order was being maintained in the tavern. Oh, and uh, then there was the waiter, Eddie. Now, once on occasion, a movie radio actor or Broadway star would stop by the tavern and would always manage to get caught up in some sort of shenanigans that was usually going on amongst the crowd at Duffy's Tavern. So come with me now as we uh, visit Ed Gardner as Archie, Shirley Booth, the real-life spouse of Ed Gardner as Miss Duffy, Charlie Cantor as Clifton Finnegan, Alan Reed as Clancy the Cop, and Eddie Green as the waiter, Eddie. Duffy's Tavern was done before a live audience from 1940 to 49, and then Ed Gardner, in order to take some tax advantages, moved the entire cast to Puerto Rico and recorded the shows there. More than 8 million weekly listeners never knew the difference. On this track, we'll go back to February 23, 1951, as Archie is considering hiring Slapsy Maxie Rosenblum. Now, if you've never heard of him, Slapsy Maxie Rosenblum was an American professional light heavyweight boxer and actor and television personality. He was called Slapsy Maxie by a journalist due to his open glove style of boxing. He relied on hitting and moving to score points, and he was very difficult to hit cleanly with a power punch. His fights often went the full number of required rounds, and in his boxing career, he received thousands of punches to his head, which eventually affected his motor functions. He did win the light heavyweight title in 1930 and remained the champion until he was defeated in 1934. After his boxing career, he started accepting roles in Hollywood films, generally cast as a comical or sympathetic big guy, often big, clumsy, and punch drunk, but a lovable character. So, Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program, presents a rebroadcast of Duffy's Tavern. Thank you for the privilege of having you give up some of your precious time to listen to this podcast. I do not take it for granted. I consider every listener an awesome person. 
thank you for your support. It's Duffy's Tavern, the Friday night transcribe feature on NBC's all-star festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television. By Chesterfield, the cigarette that has for you mildness with no unpleasant aftertaste. The cigarette that brings you Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. And by the makers of Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, Neuritis, neuralgia. And now here we go, friends, to Duffy's Tavern with Slapsy Maxie Rosenblum, Arthur Treacher, Bert Gordon as the Mad Russian, Hazel Sherman as Miss Duffy, and starring Archie himself, Ed Gardner. Hello, Duffy's Tavern, where do you eat meat to eat? Archie the man you're speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. Uh, what's doing? Uh, nothing much. We had a visit from the building inspector. I guess he likes a laugh as well as the next guy. <laughs> but I'm afraid he might give the tavern a bad report, Duffy. Yeah, he says if the termites ever stop holding hands, the whole place will collapse. <laughs> also made a wisecrack about the way our floor slants, you know. He says we're the only building in town where the mice have to wear skid chains. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, uh, speaking of rodents, about the treacher, uh... <laughs> Is threatening to quit his job here. Well, he's having trouble with the customers, you know. They claim he shortchanges them on account of he's British. Yeah, they say every time he serves them alphabet soup, he drops the H's. <laughs> but I hate to lose the guy, Duffy. You know, he's got a lot of good qualities, you know. For, for instance, he's got a great knack for serving our hash without that guilty expression on his face. <laughs> huh? Well, I think he got an offer from Grogan's across the street, but I'm going to try to talk him out of it. Well, you know the old line, Duffy. Uh, gratitude, chance for advancement, uh, all we've done for him, money ain't everything. <laughs> the old sucker pitch. <laughs> well, certainly he'll bite, don't I? Fall for it every time I ask you for a raise. <laughs> well, just leave him to me, Duffy. I'll call you back. <clears throat> Say, uh, treat you. What is it, old chap? Now, is there anything to the rumor that you're planning to leave this joint? In a word, indubitably. <laughs> Ain't got another word hanging around, have you? <laughs> oh, yes, I have, but I can't use it now. <laughs> Ladies at the bar, you know. Oh, please, treat you. Before you do anything drash, leave, uh, leave us reason out your beef's logical. Now, answer me. Do you object to Duffy working you 18 hours a day, seven days a week? Definitely. Uh-huh. I suppose you also object to Duffy's habit of bleeding his employees? Well, it's not that so much. What I resent is his selling the blood to the Red Cross. <laughs> and I suppose you, uh, you also object to not being paid no salary? Decidedly. Preacher, I'm afraid you didn't enter this discussion with an open mind. <laughs> Don't you realize that money can't buy happiness? Perhaps not, but with money, one can have such a jolly time being miserable. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'll pack my snake bite kit and prepare to leave. Mm. Hello? 
Okay, Miss Duffy, it's for you. Who is it? Vera Fogarty? Uh, no, it ain't Vera Fogarty. Strangely enough, it's a man. A man? Give me that phone. Hello, Miss Duffy speaking, and I'd love to. <laughs> what? Archie, it's Papa. So what, since when are you so choosy? What are you, a wise guy? Uh, what is it, Papa? Yeah, that's right, Arthur Treacher's quitting. Well, he wants a salary. I know it's unreasonable, Papa, but you know how help are these days. We've tried everything to get him to stay. We even told him he don't have to eat here. <laughs> what, Papa? Why don't I do what? Use my feminine what? <laughs> Why, Papa? <laughs> my. What'd he say? He says I should vamp Treacher into staying. Theta Barra rides again. Hmm. Oh, oh, Arthur. I beg your pardon? Uh, Mr. Treacher, you have always thought of me as the daughter of your employer. Uh, haughty and, uh, shall we say, unattainable. Now I want you to think of me as the girl of your dream. I'll never sleep again. Oh, Arthur, don't fight your true feelings for me. If I stood close to you and closed my eyes and tilted my head back and back and back, don't you know what would happen? Eventually, old girl, you'd fall flat on your chignon. <laughs> oh, Arthur, you're just bashful. Here, look. My lips are puckered. My eyes are closed. I'm putting my arms around you. Miss Duffy, leave go of me. Oh, where's Treacher? He escaped in time. Wait a minute. Uh, here comes a customer. Well, well, good evening, sir. How do you do? Well. It's the mad Russian. Glad to see you, Russian. What goes with you? I have just been to see my doctor. Your doctor, huh? Anything wrong? No, he's in the pink of condition. <laughs> Uh, I mean, is there anything wrong with you? <laughs> Physically, that is. Nothing wrong. The doctor says I'm healthy as a horse. Healthy as a horse, huh? Yes, and he should know. <laughs> Tell me, why? He's a horse doctor. <laughs> Look, Russian, why do you go to a horse doctor? You ain't a horse. Not so loud. He might hear you and raise the rates. <laughs> No, if you'll pardon me, I will take my pill. Your pill? Okay, here's a glass mm, of water. Thank you. Hey, what's that string doing on the pill? How else am I going to take it three times a day? <laughs> pray, 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 tell me. Mm -hmm. There is a rumor hanging on the grapevine that Arthur Treacher has escaped. Well, you might, so to speak. We had a little difference of opinion over money. Monia? What's Monia? As I always say, be it ever so humble, there is no place like home. What's that got to do with money? 
Plenty. I owe six months rent. <laughs> Which reminds me, I am in the job, in the market for a job. Uh, in the job for a market. Either way. <laughs> Which way would you like it? <laughs> I am in the market for a job. Well, a job you want, huh? Tell me, what can you do? Ha, ha, ha. He asked me what I could do. <laughs> Come to think of it, what can I do? I'll tell you what you can do. You can go across the street to Grogan's and see if Father Treacher is working there. Wait. You are asking me to be a double-dealing, low-down, double-crossing spy? Well, uh... Me, a spy? I'll give you six free drinks on the house. Six free drinks? Yeah. Shake hands with Matzah Harry. Here's a word from RCA Victor. Friends, if you study the room you're in right now, you'll realize that you can't buy furnishings piece by piece without the final picture in mind. It's that way when you buy television, too. Now, here's how to get the most out of your television dollar. Consider the complete home entertainment picture, radio and records, as well as TV. Instead of having many instruments scattered about, why not settle for one fine cabinet that costs less and contains your complete home entertainment needs? Such a one-cabinet combination is the RCA Victor Rutland. Open the doors on the Rutland's 18th century cabinet and you'll find 17-inch million-proof television with its clear, steady pictures, AM and FM radio, and the Victrola 45 record changer, as well as a changer for 78 and 33 and one-third. Yes, so many more families are becoming television owners this week. If you're one of them, remember to see and listen to the exciting new Rutland at your RCA Victor dealers. You know, Miss Duffy, I don't blame Treacher if he takes that job with Grogan's. What do you mean? Well, the lousy way your old man treats people. You know, after all, there comes a time in the course of human events when all men is created equal. Archie, you stole that speech from somebody. I did not. Then where did you get it? I got it from Thomas Jefferson. That's the trouble. You'd be better off if you'd listen to Papa instead of your dopey friends. <laughs> Miss Duffy, Thomas Jefferson is not a friend of mine. He happens to be the deceased father of our country. George Washington was the father of our country. You think a country this big only had one father? <laughs> What's that got to do with Arthur Treacher? He's an Englishman. What was George Washington? An Englishman. Touche. <laughs> And if you ask me, I should have been just the smartest creature and quit working for that old man of yours long ago. Hmm, what price gratitude? Gratitude to who? To Papa, who made you what you are today. You're worthless good for nothing. <laughs> Look, Miss Duffy, don't give me them honeyed words. Boy, when I think what I could have been if I didn't come to work here ten years ago. What could you have been? What could I have been? <laughs> It so happens that the very morning your father hired me, I turned down a splendid opportunity to go on relief. <laughs> and from there on, who knows? Archie, my boy, come here. Come here? Excuse me, what is it? Spy number 6420J reporting. 
good, six foot two OJ. Hey, why the umbrella over your head? I am working undercover. <laughs> well, that's very sleuthy. Now, uh, tell me, what's the dope? I mean, outside of you. Just a minute. Are we alone? Yes. But who is that standing beside you? That's you. I know. <laughs> I know that, but can I be trusted? Well, I guess we'll have to take a chance. <clears throat> Tell me, what's doing over at Grogan's? I regret to report that Richard is working with the enemy. Well, then there's only one thing to do. We got to hire another waiter. What's about giving me the job? Me? Look, I'm sorry, Russian. Uh, we got to have somebody a little more high class, you know, a little... More refined than you. Hello? Bowery Bum Personnel Service? Uh, this is Duffy's Tavern. Uh, we need a waiter. The qualifications? Well, you know, uh, somebody who knows the cultured little touches, like uh, preparing a tasty Mickey Finn. Pouring iodine on a steak to make it look rare. <laughs> you know, the subtle little niceties. Huh? The hours? Well, he works from 7 to 3. At 7 a.m., of course. No, the 3 is a.m., too. <laughs> huh? The salary? Uh, 20 a week and uh, 50%. That's right, uh, 50% of what he shortchanges the customers. <laughs> you got a man? Okay, send him down. What are you doing, Archie? I'm composing a business letter to me competitor for stealing art to treat you. Oh, what does it say? Well, I'll read it. Uh, my dear Mr. Grogan, I would like to tell you what I think of you, but I am far too genteel. Suffice it to say that you stink. Well, that's telling him. Yeah. It is such people as you that cause ill feeling between labor and management by offering a living wage. <laughs> In closing, may I say that you are nothing but a crook, a swindler, and a no-good crumb. I remain the same. <laughs> Signed, Archie. P.S. In addition to the above, Grogan, you are the most gruesomest man that I have ever seen. Hi, bud. Grogan, you are one of the most gruesomest men I have ever seen. <laughs> now, what can I do for you, Dimples? <laughs> well, I'm from the employment agency. Mm -hmm. I'm your new waiter. A waiter? You don't look much like a waiter. Too pretty, huh? <laughs> pretty? You look more beat up than our food here. <laughs> So what do you want for 20 a week? Shirley Temple? Hey, you know, you're pretty fast with the repartee, you know. Hey, would you mind answering a few questions? Okay. What's the category? <laughs> well... <laughs> the quiz kid. First, what's your name? Rosenblum. Mm hmm Born? Yep. I've heard that one a million times, but this is the first time I ever doubted it. Uh, tell me, what education did you have? Uh, 
Did you go to high school? High school? Yeah. Does that come before or after college? <laughs> Let's skip it. I think I did. <laughs> I mean, did you ever go to school, stupid? Yeah, and I came out stupid, too. <laughs> I'll buy that. <laughs> well, any other questions? Uh, yeah, how long you been a waiter? How long? Well, what time did you call the agency? <laughs> look, look, Bud. What? Where did you ever work? Oh, Madison Square Garden, the Legion Stadium, the St. Nicholas Arena. Just a minute, Rosenbaum. You ain't Maxie Rosenbaum and a fighter. Yep, that's me. Maxie Rosenblum, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't recognize you standing up. Uh. <laughs> you know, I've seen you fight a dozen times, Maxie. I, I remember the night you fought King Levinsky. Yeah, that King Levinsky. What an unfair fighter. What do you mean, unfair? Well, every time I stuck my thumb in his eye, he'd follow me. <laughs> Is it too late for me to make a comeback? <laughs> and, uh, I remember the night that Mickey Walker flattened you with that right hook in the first round. Ah, oh, that Mickey Walker was just lucky. Lucky? Yeah, my jaw just happened to be where he was swinging, that's all. Uh, you never did fight Joe Lewis, did you? Nah, he was afraid. Afraid, huh? Yeah, he was afraid he'd kill me. Uh -huh. Logical. Look, Maxie, how come you gave up fighting? Well, I had trouble with my eyes. Trouble with your eyes, huh? Yeah, I had to... Uh, I lost the place, too. Yeah, I had to with my eyes. <laughs> yeah, after the second round, I always seemed to be looking up at me appointment, appointment, uh, at, at the other guy I was fighting. You wouldn't take that word out. <laughs> Look up at the other guy. <laughs> now, look, maybe I'll hire you You know, I'm, I'm partial to fighters, Maxie I used to be a fighter myself, you know You were a fighter? Feel that wrist Feel that bicuspid <laughs> No, that ain't chopped liver <laughs> It ain't muscles <laughs> well, Muscles ain't everything You see, I was very clever, very scientific I used to slither around that ring like a needle In fact, they used to call me Archie the Ringworm <laughs> You know, that I believe Ahem uh -huh. Oh, look, quiet, Miss Duffy Hey, what a beautiful dame <laughs> This guy's punchier than I thought he was Archie, will you please introduce me while he's still on his feet? Okay, Miss Duffy, shake hands with Maxie Rosenblum One of the most powerful fighters in the world Formally, of course Oh, uh, cut out the formally introductions mm. Shake hands, Miss Duffy Glad to Ouch, what a grip <laughs> How long you been fighting? <laughs> she got that grip rowing out the battleships <laughs> Archie, that is not true No? <laughs> I got it rowing back from battleships <laughs> I know it had something to do with defense. Oh, Slapsy. Yes? I'm not doing anything tonight. Swell. 
Let's go over to Stillman's Gymnasium and spar a few rounds, huh? Oh, oh please, Maxie, that would hardly be a fair match. Mm, maybe you're right. You've been out of the ring much too long. <laughs> Look, Miss Duffy, seven, eight, nine, ten. You mean? Out. <clears throat> now, Maxie, about this job here as a waiter. Mm -hmm. Now, here's our standard waiter's contract. Just close your eyes and sign here. Sign my name? Yeah. If I could write, you think I'd work in a joint like this? <laughs> if you can't write, how can you take down the customer's orders? I got a system. You got a system, huh? Yeah, I make X's. Uh -huh. One X for, for a salad, two X's for a soup, and three X's for a meat and coffee. Three X's for both meat and coffee? Yep. Well, how can you tell which is which? Easy. If you drink it, it's coffee. <laughs> Maybe I'd better give this guy a further test. Now, let's imagine I'm a customer sitting here at the table, Maxie. What do you do first? Well, I tuck the napkin under your chin. Well, that's correct as far as it goes, but what do you do if I ain't wearing a collar? If you ain't wearing a collar, what do you need a napkin for? <laughs> Maxie, one uses a napkin irregardless of whether he is attired in a collar or not. That's considered good form. And as a waiter, you must not forget Emily Post. Hmm... Why didn't you tell me you came in with a dame? Look, uh... <clears throat> all right, are there any further questions you'd like to know? Yeah. How come you won't pay me 50 a week instead of 20? 50? You're asking pretty high wages for somebody with no experience. Yeah, but don't forget, it's much harder work when you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and you don't know nothing about it. Uh, look, nothing doing, Maxie. It's 20 a week. Take it or leave it. Okay, but before I start, I want one thing misunderstood. <laughs> what? Anybody that says anything around here I don't like gets a punch in the nose. You understand that? Does that go for everybody? Everybody, including you, ringworm. <laughs> oh, yeah? Now, look, I'm the manager here, and I'll say anything I want any time I feel like it. You will, huh? Any time I feel like it. Okay. Go ahead and say it. Well, right now, I don't feel like it. <laughs> I'm afraid we'll have to get rid of that flapsy maxi. What's the matter? A customer just spilled some soup, and Mr. Rosenblum is mopping it up. Well, what's wrong with that? He's using the customer for the mop. <laughs> well, at least he's neat. <laughs> Say, Archie, huh? what's wrong with that new waiter? Why, what's the matter? He's punching me in the nose for just asking one simple question. What was the question? I just asked him, how was your cauliflower today? <laughs> well, I'll see. I'll have to take care of this guy. Hey, Maxie. What do you want, jerk? <laughs> if I wasn't such a coward, I'd thrash this guy. <laughs> Look, Maxie, didn't them five guys you just served five beers to leave just now? Yeah, they left. What about it? Where's the two bits for the five beers? Oh, they didn't pay me two bits for the beers. They just left me a tip. How much was the tip? Two bits. <laughs> you want to make something about it? 
Uh, well, no, I was just thinking what generous guys they was. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, I'm in the middle of eating. Don't bother me again, huh? And uh, bring me another plate of hash, huh? Yes, sir, one hash coming up. <clears throat> I'm afraid I've hired a playboy. <clears throat> what am I gonna do about this guy? Oh, I say, old Bean, I'm back. Well, Arthur Treacher, so the Portugal son has returned. <laughs> <laughs> but I should think you'd be ashamed to walk into this place. I am. That's why I always cover my face with my hat I mean, you turned turncoat on us And you went over to work for Grogan's On the contrary, I merely went to Grogan's To study the methods of our competitor Well, what'd you find out? Oh, the food is good The kitchen is clean The plates are spotless The entire place is spick and span That's what we're up against Dirty competition <laughs> But, teacher, I'm glad you're back And I'm gonna pay your salary a salary? Yes, sir. I'll give you a buck a week. Oh, goody, a dollar a week, eh? Oh, now I can keep a harem. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hey, Maxie, come here. You still beating your gums? Look, I'm sorry to say that a situation has arose. Uh, the treacher, our former head waiter, has re-enlisted with us, see? Which naturally leaves you with very little seniority to fall back on. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me I'm fired? Well, frankly... Do you know what happened to the last guy that fired me? No. Neither does he. <laughs> so think it over. Maxie, now, leave us not make a scene. I'll have to ask you to turn in your bar rag and brass knuckles and leave quietly. Well, what about my week's salary? Week's salary? You've only been here 20 minutes. What? Okay, we'll pay you week's salary. <clears throat> Let's see here. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Hey, I'm Maxie, 20 cents. And if you don't mind, I'd like a receipt. You'd like a receipt, huh? Yeah. Okay, here. I'll give you one. Ow! Hello? Duffy's Tavern. Treacher, the acting manager speaking. <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Duffy. Archie? He just went out. <laughs> Oh, I should say he'll be out for about uh, ten minutes. again next week, friends, to Duffy's Tavern, the Friday night transcribed feature on NBC's all-star festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television. By Chesterfield, the cigarette that has for you mildness with no unpleasant aftertaste. The best cigarette for you to smoke. And by the makers of Anison, for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, neuralgia. Listen tomorrow evening for The Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall, the Saturday night feature of the All-Star Festival. <laughs> <laughs>